Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a schuss to have everyone on and to have everyone listening and calling. So really appreciate all the messages that we get, all the comments and all the callers. The number for you to call in is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. So please go ahead, call up, and share your comments. And just to remind everyone that last uh, two weeks ago, call because last week was Tishabov, we had that call of that woman that really wants to make shalom uh, between parents and children. It's such a schuss. It was a beautiful schuss to have her on the line. And she further asked, like, and to clarify, what's the difference between making shalom and other people? And when there's a personality disorder. And when there is a child, and we just went along those lines, but there was so much talk, so much awareness that is so important that this woman has done, and I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate the call and the information and from everyone that has continued following up with those messages. So that is a big, big source. So if anyone is available now, we would like to get your calls or your texts. And the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we are going to our first caller, Mrs. S. Harav Nissen, how are you doing? Hi, Baruch Hashem. Uh, yes, Baruch Hashem, you know, it's uh, two weeks ago, and it was a, a very interesting show. And uh, yeah. it's, it's created a, quite a wave <laughs> after, after the show. And uh, up today, we got... Uh, you know, some kind of uh, feedbacks and requests and asking and talking about. And you know you know what I'm talking about? So we have yeah. uh, now with us uh, the lady. Uh, yeah, Mrs. S. Excellent. And again, the number for we'd like to have more callers, people to please call up, hear your comments and feedback. The number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Great. Mrs. S., you're on. Hello, Mrs. S. Mrs. S. Hello, Mrs. Shlom. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm Mrs. F. Mrs. F, you're talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. It's you. Yes. Yes, okay. Hello. Um, so I'm the Shalom lady that spoke to you two weeks ago. So first oh, of all, thank I you. you. I'm so appreciative that you called in so early. This way we can spend some time and more clarifications. Thank you. Okay, so first of all, I want to tell you thank you for answering my questions last week. It was really an eye-opener. Um, and I'm, I, I heard that you got a lot of text messages and phone calls about this. Um, I did as well. A lot of people oh. called into Kazakh from my number and called me. So from all the phone calls and text messages, I, I'm just wondering, that, um, I feel that some people have misunderstood our, our conversation a little bit, and I, I want yeah. to know if you would give me permission to just clarify um, three small points that I think people have misconstrued. Is that okay? Sure, and I think I would also do the same. So thank you. Okay, so the, the first thing that um, people have misunderstood was that I just want to clarify this. I, I'm not a therapist, that, uh, unlicensed therapist that's trying to practice therapy. That's totally not what I'm trying to do. Uh, most of the phone calls that I get are like small um, issues about neighbors that have been on good terms till now, and all of a sudden one of them made an extension or built a porch or something, and all of a sudden they're not talking to each other. Like things that don't really belong to therapy, that are just things that can be worked out, you know, through a middleman or a mediator. 
And I want to say it again. I think I said it last week, but I just want to say it again that I do send people to therapy. Once I see that it's not in my domain and there's nothing, it's not a shalom issue, it's not something that I can handle, I definitely refer them further to therapy. So that was one thing that I think a lot of people misunderstood, and they thought that I was trying to uh, practice therapy without a license. I just wanted to clarify that. Sure. And then... um, there's another thing that a lot of people were saying, and this I couldn't say last week on the line because I I actually needed, needed to ask permission from my family members first if I'm allowed to say this. So I actually did get their permission that I'm allowed to say this so I don't identify the person. So I do want to say that um, I've been there. Um, I have a very, very close family member that has BPD, severe BPD. Um, I, you know, again, I can't, I can't say exactly who it is, but what I could say is that Baruch Hashem, we were all able to learn techniques, how to deal with these people. And yes, some of us did go for therapy to learn how to deal with this person. So I do understand all those people that were saying, you know, they've been there and I don't understand them. I do understand them and I feel their pain, um, definitely. But I could say that Baruch Hashem, none of us have to get to that point of disconnecting, that we were Baruch Hashem all able to work it out without getting to that point. So that, that's another thing that I, you know, wanted to clarify, that I, I do understand them and I do feel their pain, which yeah. I think a lot of people, um, you know. Um, and, and another thing that I want to say just very, very clearly, I am not against therapy, just the opposite. I do send many people to therapy. I really think it's a, a wonderful thing out there, and if we have it out there, you know, we should be using it, definitely. The only thing that I was trying to clarify, and I think... Um, you probably helped me clarify that, was, again, that, you know, it needs to be done with the right therapist, which you answered to somebody that texted one of those messages, that you need yeah. to know, you know, who you're going to, someone that's experienced with this, someone that's not uh, labeling everyone, every second person with BPD and jumping to disconnect. I think you clarified that on the text messages, and also, again, yeah. that it needs to be done with a proper gastroenter, someone that understands it and someone that, you know, Every person has to ask on their own to make sure that they're getting their proper diagnosis. So that that was another thing that I think, um, you know, some people some people got the picture that I'm against therapy. Totally not. So you know, I just wanted to clarify that as well. Yeah. You know that I'm totally not against therapy. I think it's a wonderful thing that people that do need a therapy definitely should go for it. I was just, you know, trying to clarify that. I'm just trying to clarify that that you need to do your homework and make sure that you're going to the right uh, therapist and that you're asking the Asoida. That was basically, you know, the other, the other, the third thing that I wanted to clarify. And then I just had one more question. I was wondering um, why it's become so common and so out of hand. Like why so many people mm-hmm. are being diagnosed all of a sudden with BPD when a couple of years ago it was just a small percentage and now it's so it, the percentages have jumped so drastically. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Rav Nissa, what do you say to her message that she just shared? Uh, really um, beautiful, and I appreciate the message because we got the, the impression in the beginning a little bit differently. And uh, I just say, <laughs> this is something, okay, <laughs> the, other, the other stuff that's really reacts a lot of antagonism, you know, by the the, the, some callers was very upset about uh, the approach because they got the feeling that you don't understand them. And uh, very good that you clear, uh, clarified it. 
You did beautiful. And I would also like to clarify, because I got some messages from people that since we went in, the question was, as you asked, really, in the severe cases, why are the therapists disconnecting? Why, why aren't they trying to work it out? And what I was getting some messages from people were that why are the therapists, like, ever using disconnect as an option? Aren't there other options out there before you do that? And the answer is, as we said, of course there are, and that's our first goal, and there are many different levels that you can set up a boundary. And unfortunately, sometimes it's even the personality disorder, the one that is the saying, if it's not my way, then it's the highway, then it won't be any other way. But I want to clarify to everyone that even for those that are experienced therapists with personality disorders, we almost never want the person to disconnect, almost never, because working it out, setting boundaries with a parent or with a person that has issues is extremely important. And learning to heal yourself, to be in contact with them, but not to disconnect is very important in when you're dealing with difficult people, and we all have that in life. However, sometimes in therapy where we get cases that it's that severe where the person's not functioning anymore, in those cases, in those severe cases, there needs to be a certain level of disconnect. And at the same time, even when we say there's a certain level of disconnect, many times the person that's disconnecting is comfortable for their spouses or for their grandchildren to still connect. But unfortunately, that personality disorder that's in that severe pain then they're the ones that say, oh, if your mother or your father doesn't speak to me, then I don't want to speak to you. Sometimes they will you know, purposely skip, to, skip inviting them from a simcha and then being upset with saying, look how they don't show up. So that is one bit of information that I wanted to share. The second bit of information is that I got in that book from several people that have borderline personality disorder, and they're telling me, why am I being portrayed so badly? And I really feel bad for those of you that are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder or with any of the personality disorders. And I thought I said that, but I just want to clarify that even more, is that there are different levels in a diagnosis. Someone could have depression, someone could have major depression, and someone can have depression where they're not getting out of bed all day on a severe level. Now, when the children are disconnecting, those are the person that has that level, unfortunately, this diagnosis to a severe level, where there is so much damage to children or even to adult children or to adult grandchildren, unfortunately, that can be, again, when it's the severe cases, but when it's the diagnosis, it's uncomfortable, there's going to be a lot of havoc around because that's unfortunately the inner feeling that you're feeling. But it's not on the severe levels where that we were discussing. So again, this Mrs. F that brought up the question about, you know, about Shalom, she was asking me specifically about the most severe diagnosis, and that is what we are clarifying. So that's the two points that I wanted to also make about that, to be able to clarify. So Chas Shalom, if someone's got a personality disorder, there are therapies out there. The Rabbi Shalom has sent a mahaloch on how to help it. In fact, just to share with everyone, uh, Rav Nissen, the one that made the therapy of, of DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, her name is Dr. Marshall Linehan, 
what is interesting is she herself was diagnosed with a personality disorder. She was to the level of suicidal. And what was interesting is she was diagnosed schizophrenic, and she was in institutions till 18, several times. She doesn't go, I don't know the details how long she was. And the way she made the therapy is by sharing the information that helped her be successful, become a psychologist. She did not share with anyone her diagnosis and how powerful it worked until 2012. She had an interview with the New York Times, and she purposely, only the close people around her knew about her diagnosis, but she said that if she's going to write in her papers to all the psychologists, because she herself is a psychologist, and saying that I was diagnosed schizophrenic, I was diagnosed personality disorder, they won't value her information. She said once it became popular and accepted throughout the world, her system, now she came forward and shared it. So just to realize also for everyone listening, personality disorders, there is a refuah for that. You just have to want to get help. You gotta say, I'm willing to do it, I'm willing to work as hard as it takes. Thank you, thank you for explaining that. And um, is it possible to answer that question of why it became so widespread, like why everyone is all of a sudden... So, uh, again, know? I think there's, again... Um, uh, let's, let's, yeah. let me just put some uh, points. Yeah. First of all, I would say that uh, we are in a generation of post-Holocaust, and we mm-hmm. see it so much, and, and family that... Uh, Coming with the the traumatic event of the of the Holocaust and basically transfer to the children and the children transfer to the their children, and yeah. it's become unbelievable uh, issue in our. So, co- so in let's our stay on that together. So let's discuss that for a second, okay? Because I want everyone just to understand what Rebnison just said on technical levels. Because he gave a, a very powerful answer. We need to understand something. There's a lot of questions, similar question. Why are people having such migraines, back pains, physical pains out there, and there's really nothing wrong physically? It's a tremendous psychological level. We're having now this diagnosis. I'm going to say something that many people agree, many people disagree, so I don't want to go into if you agree or not, but there are lots of physical diagnoses that basically come from stress. Fibromyalgia, there's a lot of different disorders, let's say that, a little uh, a tick disorder can trigger a lot, and they know now that ticks can trigger the psychology mind a lot. We know that Crohn's, for an example, some people colitis, some people are saying it's completely physical, some people are saying it's very mental and emotional based. And I know a lot of people, a lot. I know some that has nothing to do with psychology under stress. It doesn't affect them at all, and it's okay. But I know a lot of people that have, with the, you know, Crohn's with the stomach and with the intestines and with the whole system that inflames. Under stress, it gets hit a lot more. So let's understand this concept that Rav Nissen just said. It is so clear now in psychology that when we repress emotions, when we swallow emotions, when we don't process the emotions, they get into our system almost on a physical level, and it can even be genetically as well as environmentally trained, passed over, and transferred over. And can we understand what it means going through the Holocaust, and even those that didn't go through the Holocaust, just those living in Eretzestral, just just take that for an example, where they, so those that survived the Holocaust, those that didn't go through the Holocaust, but they hid as Goyim and they were still whatever, and now they're in Eretz Yisrael. 
and you're going to be attacked. The Six-Day War, the Yom Kippur War. No one knew. Now we look back and we knew Klal Yisrael survived all those hours. They're surrounded by every country. There's Yom Kippur. Imagining you're being surrounded and attacked. There's traumas that's not processed. And it stays in our systems. Do you know what borderline personality disorder is or narcissistic personality? Let's just keep it very simple. These are people that have severe emotions that either they were invalidated or they were told you don't have a problem. And the only way they can release it is by screaming or is by manipulating the situation to get what they want. And they need to survive they're not doing it because they're bad. They're doing it because they're in such pain. If one kid does not call them when they want, they take it like someone just stabbed me. Someone just killed me. And they're responding in a way as if someone is going, well, someone wants to kill them. So I believe Rav Nissen hits one of the strongest points out there. We need to recognize we are, the, we are Baruch Hashem, I still have my grandmother that's still alive till 120. She's an Auschwitz survivor. She never spoke about the war. If I would speak to my grandmother or I speak to her, I would have no idea she ever went through Auschwitz if not for seeing those couple of blue marks on her arm where she was tattooed with that. They didn't talk about it. They didn't. How can you process their survival models? Let's just move on. Uh, many, yes, yeah. it affects the genetics. It affects the mind. And was, some of them were not able to. My grandmother is able to be positive and smiling and sweet. But there are some people, and my grandmother had a very strong support system. She survived with seven sisters. It was unheard of to survive Auschwitz, a family. They did lose their parents in Auschwitz. They did lose a brother and some others. But still, when she came out of the war, she had seven or six sisters, including her. She had a brother. They still lost other family members. But she had an easier support system. What about someone in the book that lost everyone? What about they were beaten, and even not Auschwitz, just the labor camps for years? The brain cannot survive without healing it. So I believe so many of our generations today that we are suffering now, it's repressed emotions. We don't know just how to process. And do you know what the DBT skills are, the dialectical behavioral therapy, or the schema type therapy is? They're helping you identify your fear, the maladaptive mahalach, so they're two different mahalach, but each of them, so DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, is very skills-based. We will teach you, you're angry, the stop skill, it's stop, take a step back. Just simple skills that others have, but if you weren't taught them and you have extreme emotions, you're stuck. So, Ravnison, sorry for uh, taking over what you're saying, but I just want to clarify, you're 100% correct. All these borderlines or narcissists are saying is, I have severe emotions. I don't have the skills how to work it out. So the only way that I could do is either the borderline will be highly emotional or the narcissist will shut down all emotions and only need to talk about them, how great and grandiose they are. Yes, I want to tell something that's really, uh, it's beside it that we are really in a, uh, to add a few points, other points about this issue that, we are in, in a generation that I don't think that in, uh, in the history of the humankind as being like this, it's the, mo the, the, the extra uh, cho choice, the extra choice that we have in our life. 
And many people just become so disturbed about it. You go to the supermarket, you want to get some cheese, and you saw the shelves like with tens of different white cheese. If it's 5%, 3%, 10%, this company yeah. and this company, the people become like overwhelmed with information and just yeah. losing it and become like close the self. No, so what happened? The media, or I would say that the, the social media become like their own shelter and basically they disconnect themselves from the environment and going to the, I would say to the, the, the their own world that they were accepted as they are and they found that other 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 person that is look like them or something this and that's how it, I would say this is very very important in our life today yes. we cannot ignore this yes 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 exactly and there's so much going on in our generation just to realize that even if we didn't have that whole background just as Rav Nissen said that there are so many choices I just went to get a cup of tea in one of these bigger places. I was confused. I just wanted to say, do you have peppermint tea? Because I happen to like that flavor. Peppermint or spearmint. We have uh, whatever was a flavor tea. I go, which options? Well, we've got a combination of peppermint, this and that, apple. Do you want peppermint? This? I go, wow. Okay, fine. So I chose one of them. Then they go, this one, which size do you want? Then I took... I chose the size, and I see now none of the sizes are in large, small, large, medium, or small. It's three different languages. So then, okay, this, this, or this one. I have no idea what they are. Okay, I want this size. Could you show me where the cups look? Me, oh, there's an entire list. So finally, I take that. Now, do you want three quarters filled up with hot water, or do you want it all the way filled up? Do you want the tea bag marinated first? Do you want first the hot water, and then you'll add it in? It was all I want is just a cup of tea, simple. Peppermint, spearmint, whatever type you have. You have the regular Lipton teas, great, that's that. So choices and not learning to filter out everything that's happening is there. Especially we've spoke about so many times, just sleep. Rabbi Vigda Milida says that. One of the major skills in DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, for when the person's completely unmanageable, do you know what that is? Sleep. Eat. Do exercise. You, we're shocked. We seem to forget that in this generation, Baruch Hashem, there's lights, power, electricity, connection. The whole world is one. We, there's a tzedakah program, and everyone's donating in 24 hours on, on these programs, and people are donating, and these organizations are reaching huge, huge things. But at the same time, the simple, are we sleeping? Are we eating? Are we disconnecting from the world, just enjoying nature? It's summertime now. Are we just going somewhere with our family to be at ease? So there are so many different reasons why. And I also want to clarify to everyone that borderline personality disorder is a diagnosis that's not just in the from world. It's exploding all over in the world. And one of the big reasons that they're saying is also because parents are afraid to set boundaries. So when our teenage kid or our kids want something and we yell and we can't teach them no, or when they say, but other kids have it and I don't have it and we can't teach them, it's okay. You will not have everything. Things, some things you will have, some things you won't have. When you're comfortable with it in your life and you can model this to our children, then they could learn it. 
Unfortunately, I don't want to say this is the main reason or the only reason, but so many divorces are happening. Is I'm talking about by young couples within married two years, and usually when they write get away, they get diagnosed. Oh, this person has a personality disorder. What happened that at 23, 24, their personality disorders? They were spoiled kids. The parents did not have the skills how to tell them no. Or the parents were afraid of their throwing a fit. And now they're gone through the system of teachers saying, oh, forget it, we're not going to bother with her. Just let her, just let her get away with it. Or let him get away with it. So Chavrusas don't want to learn with him, or he manipulates Chavrusas here and there. And then, unfortunately, these, these problems explode. So a large part of what we do in DBT, in the skills bases, yes, there are no's. Yes, there are limitations. Yes, things aren't fair. It really is. It, things are not fair. There's a simple concept that we call Ashgacha Pratis, that they call radical acceptance. If this is the way it is, then this is the way it's got to be. Stop trying to get it, make it better. It's Pashat. But it's a skill where they now have you practice this. Tell me twice a day where you wanted something to go different. You were so upset that it's not different, and you just said, but this is the way it is. It needs to be taught, practiced, one-on-one with the kids. And I think that will make a major, major shift. Uh, Ramodecha, you, you want to, to just uh, react to the text if they're up for 70 years old? DPT yes. son so, of the so Holocaust survivor. Yes, so someone sent Reb Nissen the question and saying, is there a chance for a Holocaust survivor that is set, uh, not, a, a child of a Holocaust survivor that's 70 years old that has a personality disorder? And, oh, and the answer is, of course there's a chance. There's a chance for everyone. The only chance, the only request that we have is for that person to actually start going to therapy. Say, go ahead. I want to be happier. Let the person show up. Yes. Excellent question. There yeah. is a chance for anyone and everyone. He's not Just f- got to start the process. These are skills. I want people to understand this. The DBT therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, that I appreciate about it, and they claim and they say it also that way, is that there are no chidushim. It's not a whole new system. It's not something we've never heard. What they've done is they've just made four different therapy modalities in one. For example, let me share with you a simple one. You do this all the time. Like we've even discussed that sometimes we can get an attack from someone that doesn't like what we said. So we stand from a detached place. It means we don't take it personal. We, it can hurt us a little because we're semi-attached. You know, we're still humans. But we can look at it from the outside. We can let it pass by. This is a skill that DBT teaches someone that's a borderline, means their friend didn't tell them hello, and right away they want to call up all the neighbors and attack the friend. When it's possible, the friend didn't even see them. That's another skill to come up with different solutions before you react. But the first step is learn to look at the problem from a detached place. Don't take it that personal. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's simple skills. But someone needs to sit down with the borderline and practice this skill for two months and different places. And by the time they learn five or six skills and they bring up why they're angry, now you start practicing over and over those five or six skills that they start using it. Once they use those skills, great. Now we teach them a couple of more skills. And that's why for borderlines, the therapy is about two to four years. 
because they have such severe pain, and you've got to start somewhere. And even if we teach 10 skills, and you manage those 10 skills in 1,000 places, but there's a million interactions. So it takes time for you to put all your relationships in order. But it doesn't mean that you don't see results. Of course you see results. And, of course, there are times that it falls down a little, but you can pick it up. Rav Nissen, does all this make sense? Am I saying like major chedushim here in this type of therapy that it is? It's, it's, I always said it's look like I, I go to the gym and start lift up a, a five pound and ten pound and then suddenly you found that you can do it and, and this is, it's, it's a brain work and it's, yeah. a, it's something that you definitely have to work about it. Otherwise you're stuck and as you say, many times we have a lapse, you know, we fell down and but we yeah. start again. We have to start again and to realize that fa- we failed. That's right. And to know we'll pick ourselves up tomorrow. And today we're allowed to feel down. We're allowed to be weak. It's not a problem. The number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And text us at 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. We got some text here. If you want to take to touch the text, you know, unfortunately... Oh. Is she still on or she no, hung up? No, no, she just... Oh, she just hung up. Okay, yeah. very good. So um, I'd rather not go down that path. We'll just share a little the idea of what's going on. That was really the question of why we're not talking about drugs on this topic. And the simple reason is just because we also have a lot of children, 8, 9, 10 years old listening. So when we discuss about personality disorders, we're teaching, we're giving kids the awareness of that life you'll learn sometimes you'll get no's life you're allowed to get upset but it has to be within a rain we've got to learn to acknowledge emotions and i guess if we'd be talking a little about drugs and substance abuse in the community i would be discussing that again there are pains that people go through in life and they don't have the skills or they look for the quick way out or someone introduced them to this good feeling which unfortunately then has a negative repercussion in the long run. And these are, again, the classic common steps out there. I'm going to share with you, there's, let's say, in the Goyesha world now, a very, very, very known radio host. He talks about financial stuff, and his name is Dave Ramsey. I don't mind saying his name because a lot of from people have it. And he has a very, a pretty extreme way of finances. His extreme ways of finances, for example, are, Till you don't own your house and you don't have a mortgage on it, you don't take any credit cards ever because their goal is just to suck you in, and then you're busy paying interest. He's against everyone. He's even against the lease car. This is the one thing I do disagree with him. But uh, he's against, let's say, lease cars. That's saying you've got to first learn to be debt-free. And he explains how America and how the Western world is focusing on get wealthy quick, mortgage your house and quickly buy other programs, you know, other real estate and do this and do that. He says, and when there are crashes, all these people lose their stuff. When there's a change in your business, for whatever reason, then people lose out that way. And he's a very conservative player, and he's very, very big. I know several from people that bought his book. I'm not promoting his system. And they got out of Chavis, and he's basically saying you have to have a six-month finances put away. The Chavshom, if your business goes down, that you can live off that. You can allow yourself to 
you know, live a little cheaper. He says you got a part of your earnings, the savings. There are some basics. The reason why I'm bringing him up is life has gotten so quick with the Internet, with technology, that we're forgetting the basics. We're forgetting about the eating, sleeping. We're forgetting about davening. We forgot about allowing the Rabbi Shalom to give us everything he's given us and say thank you. Just appreciate with how much we have instead of what we don't have. We really have so much. The Rabbi Shalom has given us so much more than we need. And we're just upset. We're just not thankful. We're just not appreciating. And not because we're bad. Just we're caught up in the lies of what the other person has. And imagine instead of thinking about, wow, I want all this and I want all that, imagine you live in a house, just pay off the mortgage. And whatever Hashem does, your partner, at least you know you got where to live. Work on your marriage. Spend time with your family. Have, uh, have savings saved up. And savings actually means savings. means you don't use it. means it's safe. We start living in a life that's within our budget, not that's out of our budget. It's that important. And again, the number to call up, we're now looking forward to get the questions and comments, is 718-683-5858. Mordechai, I want to say yeah. that uh, in the last uh, Shabbat was very uh, interesting question, uh, conversation in my table, Shabbat table. Yes. And my kids try, you know, we, we make, uh, we, 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 Talking about my childhood and uh, thinking what we did as a, as a child, as a children in, in Israel in those days, and then I said, "How you did it? What is what kind of lifestyle?" And try to explain the kids of today that I, 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 we were considered a rich family in Israel, and was time that we. The government used to give you a one egg to a family for a week. It wow. was a special b- uh, um, booklet that you can allow to get this amount because it wasn't food in Israel. wasn't nothing. Yes. And even if it was rich, you couldn't unless you go to the black market. Yes. And uh, you you cannot even just, you know, express it in, in a word to the kind of feeling of... That you, the children today, that you open the closet and you find that's like, no, that's nothing right. to wear, nothing to wear, but all the, all the clothing, right. you know, We've just got we more said. more clothing that we can ever wear. Yes. And it's called that we don't have exactly. Yeah. And and you know point. this is something yes. we cannot, I, I cannot the appreciation of you know this we lacking of this to say Baruch Hashem we have a roof in our head. Doesn't matter how much it costs. What is this? No, I have, I have, I can pay my bills. Thanks God, I have electricity. I, I have, I have gas. I have water. People don't. We, we are not appreciate enough. Yeah, a hundred percent. And when you tell that to the kids, then they get disappointed. Oh, you're old-fashioned. Oh, you're old school. And the answer is that no, we're not. This universal rule on the world which is appreciate what you have before you'll appreciate what you had. And this is everyone in life, whatever it is, it's an avoida that at every generation we have to work on it. When you have little, you don't appreciate that little. When you have much, you don't appreciate the much. And when someone appreciates what they have, they appreciate when they have the much and when they learn to appreciate, they appreciate when they have little and they say, thank you, Hashem. 
Thank you, Hashem, for this. Thank you, Hashem, for that. It's a way of life. Or about Victor Miller all the time, like, I know I'm quoting him a lot. It's all the svarim. It's thank you, Hashem, for the coffee. When you're making the bracha and we're saying it in another language, sometimes we just flows. We didn't just say thank you for this. Just really recognize that. And this is a major secret of appreciating that we have more than we need. This is something that I try living by, thanking Hashem for giving me more, much, a thousand times more than I need. What I need is probably one meal a day. What I need is a little roof over my head. Heating, air conditioning, these are extras. These are, wow, we, we're in a car that's got it, because just, just simple stuff. Amazing. Imagine it used to be a horse and buggy with that smelling horse, with that shaking in the wagons. Yes. <laughs> And I, that's exactly what I told my children. I was speaking about it, and it's, you know, if you go to now, to, for example, you go to Ukraine, go to the villages where you see exactly this lifestyle. People don't have electricity, no water, running water in the houses. Shower is outside, like a, 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 a small, small cart, cart box um, and a, a tank on the top of the roof of this shack, and you make a shower over there. And the winter is no shower. Yes. And what I, we... I just like the way people tell it. Today, in 2017, in Tavshinaya Zion, in India, India, it is a huge country of over 1.1 billion people. 60% of them still do not use bathrooms, plumbing with bathrooms. The country is trying to get it all over because of illnesses and diseases. And people are still not wanting it because they're used to the old way, and they're calling modern bathrooms problems. Just to recognize today the fact that we have a bathroom, we don't have to go to an outhouse that smells just simple, just appreciating that. Okay, so we'll go to, uh, we have a caller, Baruch Hashem. Yes, so we, go to, we will go to um, Mrs. Mrs. T. T. Hi. Um, I just wanted to point out that you're talking a lot about DVT and borderline. Um, I believe that DVT can help people even without uh, the formal borderline diagnosis or even if they only meet some of the criteria. Am I right? Good. So now, thank you for clarifying what, what you're saying. It's a great clarification. So let's again understand DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, is a combination of various methods of therapy. It's a combination of cognitive therapy. It's a combination of behavioral therapy. It's a combination of lots of mindfulness. And it's also a combination of crisis management skills. And these skills have been put together. So now there are a lot of studies that are showing that, A, it's a great, it's a great method because it's cognitive therapy very structured, very organized. It's mindfulness, very structured, very organized. It's a very well-organized system with a lot of papers, with like organized where the person can take it. It's not just cognitive therapy became so big. And that's why it's a great system. So yes, I use with several of our clients one of the modules, for example, the mindfulness, or sometimes the interpersonal skills. That's very very important to recognize. How do I interact with others? When I want something, they might say no. Then you've got to ask it anyhow. How do you start with a positive? Uh, for example, how your facial language should be. Sometimes people don't smile or they're not being open and, and letting go. There's a lot of that stuff, some of those skills. 
So, yes, DBT, you do not have to have a personality to do, disorder to use that. They're using it now. There are studies showing it helps a tremendous amount for people with eating disorders. And in the hospitals, they're in, they are, they've tweaked a little the DBT system for eating disorders. They have a section in DBT for, for drugs and for alcohol, how to deal with that. They're showing that it works with a lot of different methods. So, yes. You don't have to have borderline for your therapist to use DBT. They can use just one or two of the models for whichever skills needed. It's a great method in therapy. Thank you for bringing that up. Is it important to go to someone who is trained specifically for DBT? Um, yes. So DBT, since it's relatively new, the, they're not yet making it that you need to be certified and trained, but it definitely helps if you are. That means you've taken the trainings. It's a 10-day training. Remember, we're talking about licensed therapists that have experience working with people, and they take 10 days of your time learning it, plus being training in it during that six months between the first five days and the second five days you're doing it, and you're being supervised. So they really know what they're doing versus someone that just read a book or that might have watched YouTube for a 45-minute thing and got the idea about it. Just, just explaining. So, again, always training is better. And you hope the person still follows up with the whole process. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Great. Ravnissa, what did you want to, let's say, reply to that? That sometimes a method in therapy can help in other areas besides for just one area. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's like uh, everything in life. You just uh, add, uh, add another, another branch and another leaf and another leaf. It's gr like that's how we're growing up. I don't see it. Uh, uh, differently with uh, with our exactly. life. Yeah, yeah, yes. And again, the number to call up is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And let's go to our next caller, Mrs. T. We have a second, Mrs. T. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes. Hi. Good evening. Um, I very much appreciate what you what you were discussing before, that today we don't know how to appreciate what we have. Yeah. And it was just so nice to hear what Ravnison said, that he used to get one egg for a whole week. And I remember my father used to say that if everybody had patches on their pants, if somebody didn't have a patch, to ask them, oh, are you going to a wedding today? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so true. Do you know, I have a an uncle, Baruch Hashem, he should be alive. My aunt, unfortunately, is not my father's sister, but he was in Eretz role. He learned in the Yeshiva Chevron. And when he got engaged, they had a suit that everyone wore. It was the one new suit. But yes, so yes, I heard that But it, it's yeah. true. It's not, it wasn't, we're not talking about like 100 years ago, pre-war right. Europe. We're talking about an Eretz Yisrael in the 1950s. The 1950s, 1960s, it was just after the war. Who had those stuff? So you had your suits, you had your, your one suit, and that's what you wore for a couple of years. Like, once you hit that 14, 15, 16, and you stopped growing, that was just the one suit that you had. The, my, my, like this uncle, like my grandmother, a Holocaust survivor, like a wedding, they cooked their own foods. They cooked their own foods. It was that simple. And today, we're never crying, and it's a tragedy if the Kala's dress didn't come out as we expected, or the this, or the that. And Baruch Hashem, we're that spoiled that we're able to be this picky, but we still have to remember the balance, the olive base. And this is so much of therapy is just, let's go back to the core. Right. So, for example, even in DBT... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that 
is it possible that this attitude is also adding up to narcissism and to tremendous tremendous no one wants yeah. to take the first job no one wants to have the house that's not perfect like the other one so we got to be nervous and we got to start attacking ourselves and we're wrong we're not this is called wow. normal this is called healthy wow and i was also and thinking even i think even technology adds up to that where things happen have to happen like if i can't get it this minute then you're all angry and all upset because i'll share with you I a nice conversation I want to hear what Rav Nissel, you have to say. Also, for Mr. R, we had you, we're going to take you, and we lost you. But Rav Nissel, what do you say to this? I have a, someone that came to my office, and unfortunately I wasn't able to help them. But they told me one great point, saying I'm in a severe, severe depression. And part of what gets me so depressed is I go on Instagram, and I see my friends, how they have pictures of their family. Like they take a picture right away, you upload it, and, everyone's, and everyone just sees the picture. And they say, you know... If I would take a picture of my family and just just upload it, everyone's going to think how happy I am because, look, I'm smiling. Look, my kids are smiling. But no one sees how depressed I'm on the inside. No one sees how I'm yelling and screaming at the kids. And I don't want to see if it's a man or a lady, but, but when the person's sort of saying, like, no one knows our finances are tight because I'm living on credit card, but if someone's going to look at my Instagram page or the pictures that I'm uploading and sending around, they would think I'm the wealthiest, most successful person out there. And they're suffering from severe depression, from many other issues, including financial stresses. But if we only take a one-second snapshot and show that to the world, then other people looking at that thinking, this is real. They're okay. And it's not. That's part of the problem with today's awareness. I had that. I had a conversation with my kids a couple of weeks ago. Wherever my kids were saying something about someone, I said, based on the way you're describing it, I am telling you there are a major disorder in that family has to be and my kids are telling me tati you're being that way so you know something forget it i'm not going to i'm not going to talk about it any further you know how it is like i just know what i'm doing i've heard the, my kids have told me four points that to me are major warning signs every one of them if i would have heard one my warning signs would have gone up two especially but four and for someone that's not experienced in the field, they're all impressed with that. And to me, it's, oy vey, I hear the years of therapy that they need. Wow. Yes. So we need awesome. to be aware that when we look at social media, we look at the outside, we don't know the inside. Let's not get fooled by that. Baruch Hashem, I'm not connected to those things. But it's yeah. even, even the attention span of people. I know somebody who's a speaker, she told me that, once you used to give lectures, it would be an hour, two hours. She says, I have to condense it today in 40 minutes because nobody is sitting there. Yes. They're not listening anymore. Yes. Things have to happen yes. so fast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So you're saying that it is definitely a big contribution to whatever yes. happens. Yes, older Abana is saying this. It's, the world isn't a real world. We're not looking at life from real point of view. Revenus, and you talk about this all the time, right? What do you say about this? I tell you, I just wasn't uh, wasn't in the on the. Yeah. Okay. But this lady is saying that so much of what's happening is technology, just showing how everyone's happy and everything is good and wanting everything that we were not seeing the real world. Yeah, we, sp you know, we spoke about it uh, in Kashrut uh, magazine two hours ago. Yeah. And I spoke about it. It reached a point that people want to impress the other. By going crazy, you know, like like a special steaks, special meat, 
and everything is touched to, to show up and what they're doing over there. And I've seen it myself. You know, I've seen it. That you go to a restaurant. The first thing that you're coming over there, you take the, your, your cell phone and just take a picture. Take a picture of the, the, of the plate. And you send it all over. And now you are this. And I have, I have uh, a close friend of mine said, Lo tzilem lo yatsa. If, yeah. if if you didn't take a picture, you didn't uh, yet. That's a dechova. Then you never did it. And, you know, if you the, don't take a picture, then you didn't have it. If you don't send around your your barbecue Sunday afternoon steaks and whatever you have on, you didn't do it. You didn't do it, and this is something that uh, you know. Uh, beside it, beside it, if you see how many hours we, I'm telling you, we, we all guilty of this. Uh, you uh, become addict to our this device that we holding in our hand. And it doesn't matter if you have internet or in, on the internet, your text, you have the text. Everything is like immediate, immediate. People can call you and contact you 2 o'clock at night. It's normal. It's don't, yeah. they, they, it's, they break your privacy. They break everything. But it's normal. Why, why you're not sleeping? You're, you're sleeping now? I don't understand this. Why you are you? <laughs> and this is something that uh, we 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 lost it in 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 a, in, a, in a certain way, and it's put a lot and and a lot of people pressure that they no, don't know how to stop it. You yes. know, if we starting make a, a get there uh, fences and rules, we don't bring the the phone to the house. We don't bring you close the phone at night. You know, just something like this. It's it's easier. To, to control our life. Right. I heard from a very good speaker a very good word. She said, our bodies were not created to be plugged in all day, every day. Yes. yes. We were just not created like that. And I guess the signs are showing in every way. Yeah. You know, is it today, today uh, in, in the generation of the technology, basically we know that a long program doesn't work. We're doing it like in a five, five to ten minute segment. You know, if you see, you, you go to the to the video, to the, our video clips. It's five minutes. It's seven minutes, but not more. Then people become l- losing the patience. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That's true. what I said. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. So the number Thank for those who would like to call up, you're welcome. Is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And Revnison, I'll take now the last question that you sent, because I feel it's great. And I think the point is that it's actually not about therapy. And the question is as follows. If someone wants to get their life in order and they have a lot of things that they need to figure out, but they can't do it alone, would you suggest therapy, which takes a while and doesn't have practical resources? I feel like I would need something more practical. Would you know someone who can help me? And I want to clarify your question. Your question is, you might need someone like a life coach. You might need someone as a business coach. You might need what I believe over here is a Rav or a Rebetzin. But again, let's clarify what we've turned Rabbanim or Rebetzins into, a one-question answer. I don't want to tell you who I am. I'm going to call you at 8, 9 o'clock at night when it's the Rav or the Rebetzins time when they want to be with the family, when they got to give a share. So now I'm going to ask you a question, give me an answer, and goodbye. That's not how it was. I was a Tomder of Belsky, so he would speak over and over how even in America in those times, there was the rub, you're connected to the rub. 
you would they would check the chickens. The mother would check the chickens. The women ought to check it. And if there was a shiloh, they would go over to the rav. They would speak to the rabbits. And the, every man, like in America, they used to stop working. It wasn't today like where you're working at 11, 12, it's normal. You finished work at like in Europe as it was 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. You had your shear at night. Every night you met the oilum. You had the rav connected, saw if something was wrong. You could sit down. You needed a weekly schmooze with the rav. You got that. So let's clarify, and I hope that for Abonim listening and for Rebetzins listening, as someone calls you up with a Shiloh, please say, I'm willing to answer your question, but call me up three weeks in a row with a follow-up. Let's work it out. And I believe what you need is something like that. I don't believe you need a therapist. When you say a therapist is a long process and not practical, it's very practical what we do in almost all the modalities. We're healing the core because you're coming to us too late. What you're saying is you won't need a more behavioral therapist, and there's a tremendous amount of those coming out, and that's very important, yes. So I believe you could get a Rav, a Rebetzin, a friend of yours that's knowledgeable, that's grounded, or maybe someone not too close to someone that you know can do those. That's fantastic. Unfortunately, at this point, I don't know someone that does that. But this is definitely something that you need, and I'd recommend go weekly for about three, four months. I mean, Harvin, listen, I would tell them go to you. You're a practical guy. I just don't know if you want to spend the time with us, but give your number. What? <laughs> I have enough phone calls a day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In but I agree with that person. They just need someone with practical resources, someone to guide them. Do this first. Do this second. Don't get overwhelmed. Stay focused on the main goal. And I, I would say also a, a good list and a good ta- yeah, writing and uh, like a notebook. It's very important. Yeah. Very important to write yourself with a notebook. What you what is your target? Working, work. What you want to you know? You want to be happy. You want to be uh, achieving. You want to go further. Just write it down. I would say that you know we did. Uh, if remember the the thanks, uh, thanks God. Uh, a notebook the 40 days yeah and we fill it every day 40 day 40 100 times a day that we have ants we have a water we have a sink we have a mirror we have eyes we have lash eyelashes and all this you know just write it down and you see in the beginning it's very tough but you see suddenly you find yourself full of greatness and full of good are surrounding us and what is what we don't have is really minor Yes, so so true, exactly. So, yeah. We, for those that would like to call up, ask your question. The number is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. Definitely are. I, I want to say something. You know that I know that. Uh, um, we are on the you know the time that we can talk a little bit about it without the children, but it's a really awareness to the parents, awareness to the to the children, to the teenagers that listen to us. Yes. About substance abuse. Yes. And this is I, I don't want to t- to say names, but uh, uh, it's become you don't want, and it's, I said it here, you guys don't want to be slave to other. Object or other stuff. Basically, we, I saw in my life a lot of people addi- uh, that call addiction, and they're not yeah. that they, they are not themselves. Basically, they are a slave 
to the substance. And yeah. nobody wants to be slave to nothing except the Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's right. And, and it's... Yeah, and not to get fooled. Not to get fooled thinking that it's simple and it's easy and it's pleasure. Everything in this world that Hashem has created is balance and counterbalance. means this is good... And then, unfortunately, it has to have a negative side to that. Everything works that way. So if we could take out the word negative, being from, it's great. We have a process. We have a system. The negative side is we're not free. The beauty is our system comes from Hashem, knows what is going to be universal for life. This is good for us. And those stuff are not good for us. You don't understand it. You can understand why. You're feeling too tight or too... Or too Difficult, everything that's out there, the Gemara says, has a positive way of doing it. Even the taste of chazer, there's a type of fish that would have, or it was meat, whatever it was, that has that similar flavor, but you still can't eat a chazer. There's still a no, but there's a way that you could do it, or in a way that you'll have similar to that. Balance. This world is about balance. And those people that look for the quick way out, as we're discussing the financial way, like this guy, Dave Ramsey, let's go back to the basics. The power and the strength is in the basics. There's no substitute for hours of work. I haven't found that yet. I know, Arvinus, I love the way people start going, you're on the radio, you do this, you do that. I've just been spending the last probably four weeks of intensive writing the workshop on personality disorders. I want to do my Hashem after Sukkot because we're getting so many calls. So I'm working. I must have put in between 40 and 60 hours of work. Many nights I was up, Matzah Shabbos, till 3 in the morning. This past night I was up, this past Matzah Shabbos, I was up all night. I davened Vesikin, writing the workshop. And I'm still not done. So I don't know for whoever's looking for those quick ways, those people that are on drugs, they all want the quick way, but I feel good. And then, but look at you, you can't function. You don't look good. No one wants to be like you. And you're, you're fooling yourself, and they get caught up into that dream. So yes, at first it looks good, but then in the long run it's bad. And if people can please recognize, again, and we're trying to say it over and over, the olive base, the beginning, just do the basics. Work hard. Enjoy. Have the vacation. Daven hard. Realize it comes from Siat Dishmaya. But we got to put in the work. There's no shortcuts out of that. And unfortunately, those with the drugs are those that, again, have the same difficulties. I have a hard time. How can we make it easier and quicker? There's no way to do that. Do you know of a simple way besides for having a money tree, Ravnison? No. And <laughs> I'm still looking for that money tree. And, uh, you know, that's something that uh, the kids don't realize, that it's acceleration and spatially, spatially certain chemicals, that it's no reverse. It's really no reverse. Unfortunately, we lost, like, this year in Brooklyn, as as a statistic, 120 Jewish kids of overdose. And something that we really, really have to, to, to take in consideration and work about it. It's not fun. And I think that uh, it's very, very serious. And if you love yourself, above all, you have to take care about it. Yes, that's so true. Yes. Um, Along these lines, just to go ahead, let's just take this question that you sent. I'm assuming this person 
is sending from England or European because they use the word holiday, but let's read it. Good evening. I'm in my 30s, and I'm in therapy where my therapist is using the existential modality. Let's just explain two minutes what the existential modality is. The main machadish of it was a from Yid, his name, uh, not a from Yid, but a Yid, his name was Viktor Frankl. He went through World War II. He survived it. And what he realized is his saying, his famous saying is, he who has the why will figure out the how. If you have the reason to live, then you will be able to, Hashem will give you the koyach and siyat tashmaya to pull through. So existential therapy or theory is you need a reason to exist. Once you have a passion, once you have a drive, with siyata deshmaya, you'll pull through. So therefore, the classical example that he gives in his book is that someone came to him that he's depressed because this guy doesn't have money. So he told the person, what do you enjoy doing? He says, oh, I love the medical field. So he told him, go ahead and volunteer in the hospital. He tells him, don't you realize what I just told you? I told you I don't have money. If I volunteer, I'm not going to make money. How's that going to get me out of the depression? And he said, first do something that you like doing, and you'll see from there what happens. And then sure enough, three months later, the person's got a job, the person's successful, and the person's moving. So existential theory is that we want you to find the strength. What's your passion? Where's your life? And start doing that. So now this person is doing existential modality. And the reason why I go is because my relationship with myself and my mother was bad. In fact, terrible. I wasn't able to have eye contact with her. All this time, my mother was desperate to create some sort of relationship, but wouldn't, let me just see this, desperate to create some sort of relationship, but I wouldn't allow it since I was holding on to past baggage. I am now a year since I began therapy. I've realized my relationship with my mother is improving. But now I see that I'm scared of success. I can't believe what's happening. I fear the change. Is this normal? And my therapist is on holiday now, so I can't ask her. And the answer is yes, this is very normal. When you start being successful, when sometimes people hold on to the negative or to the anger, what happens is we're stuck within ourselves. And once you start having the reason to live, once you start connecting, you start being afraid. This is a new area. I don't know. We have that. I have that. I, I'm, let's say in a new bungalow county, we're talking about that. And it's always new. How will I be accepted? Do I have who to speak to? Do I know some of the people there? Even though in the past I'm okay with this, in the present I'm okay, but there's a new environment. So yes, being happy, being excited, getting along with your mother, being able to look at your mother with a purpose and happiness is new. Yeah. Okay, Ramnison, do we take, do we go? We'll take a call or we'll do a quick call. Mrs. B, you're on with Mordechai and Ramnison. Comment on the title of your book. Um, it was uh, just a little uh, original comment. Um, I got it as a gift for someone, a teenager. She actually, she didn't want to read it at first. She was so uh, hurt by the title. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, but I, I was wondering if you got more such comments. But then she um, read it, and of course she is like uh, totally obsessed with it. She loves it. But um, wow, I was just thinking if you. You, if you do a book, um, maybe consider the teenagers that get it as a gift. It was, it's fantastic. It's really good. But she, I was like a little... Um, <laughs> okay, great. So the title is called Mastering Relationships. Yes, it's, fanta yeah. it's really good. It's re You've already told me which nature she is, by the way. 
Oh, yeah? Well, simple by <laughs> deduction. She isn't Earth, because Earth would either read it or not. She wouldn't be then insulted by the title. If she's fire, she would have been furious at you and not read it and never look at it or tell you you should read it. <laughs> so it's not fire. Okay, we're now down yeah. to water or we're down to Right, wind. right, right. By us, it's a little. It's not. We don't have access to get it for myself, but I took your parenting workshop and... Based on what I heard, it, it, it actually does sound like, yeah, like you're describing it. That's right. So it's either water that she's keeping it in or she shared it with you, but she actually read it at the end because that's what water does. Or it's wind where I would say it's more water because wind would have loved reading it. Wow, what a cool title. Look at the pictures. They would have been looking at everything else but taking it personal. I guess that's why she actually so, opened it and then. <laughs> that's right. I mean, so her look, siblings took mm-hmm. it and started reading it before her, so she got um, excited about it. Yeah. But I yes. was wondering if you didn't get such comments because it was uh, an no, original. No, I mean, actually, no, I was no, told that it was a brilliant. I'll, 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 you're the first one to share that most people loved it because they found that it wasn't too intrusive. So it wasn't saying, for those that have marriage issues, read this, or for those that don't get along with their children, or for those teenagers that don't get along with friends. So they found it very neutral and a very, like, pretty easy uh, color. Okay. So, again, <laughs> it was as neutral right. as can be, which, again, it covers gotta, the title's got to sell the book. I can't, you know, I can't call it, like, How to Build a House. <laughs> yes, by I Mordecai understand. Weinberger. It was just... Yeah, so, it was just my comment. Yeah, I'm no. saying I appreciate <laughs> the feedback, but I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. It was yeah. it was great anyway. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Okay. Shall so we appreciate the message. Shall we take the last caller? Yeah, let's do quickly. Miss B, Miss S, I mean. Hello. Hello. Ms. S. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello. All right, I guess we don't have them. Okay, Ms. F. Hello. Hello. Yes. You hear me? Yes. Hi. You hear me in there? Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Okay. First, I want to thank you also for the book. Thank you so much. I... I know it's for me, for friends and everything, but I, I felt really like getting to know myself because like I saw people made fun of me. I had to use imagination, but I, I, I just was just a nature, a different nature that I don't know people, like I don't know many people have it, and my family, they don't have it. But um, thank you for that. Um, you hear me? Sure, yes. You're very, very oh. welcome. So it grounded you not to get caught up in the imagination, to just stay grounded in what is or where is. Right, and also to know that I'm normal and not, and not just like, no one in my family is like that. I don't know how it happens, but um, I'm just different. It's cool being part of a family where Hashem gives every child their special neshama, their special kayach. That's exactly right. how it happened. It's not like you're the oddity and why did it happen to you. It's you are normal and this is exactly how it should be. All right, so thank you so much. I also you're wanted to ask. You're very welcome. Sure. Um. I first half I had a job and I didn't like it so much and I was listening to your line then and you were saying to a girl it didn't really have to do with this she was asking like she I think she thinks she doesn't like the way she looks or something and you're telling her she should look in the mirror and say like she doesn't care like she accepts it she accepts it like like tells her brain over and over yes it was a lot more yes it was a lot deeper than that but yes oh so what I took out of it is that maybe I could just like Tell myself I like the job and I like the job and 
whatever, and I and yeah, I didn't. Self-talk it helped. It is really very helped. important. Very, very, very well said. Self-talk is something that we all need. I do it all the time to myself. This is new. Great job, Mordechai. I do it all the time. Just today, I, I had a major accomplishment, and I was just talking to myself and just going, wow, Baruch Hashem, you've worked a tremendous amount of hours on something. Mm. And Baruch Hashem, I finished it. And it was just a great feeling. But saying the words, great job, good job, you can do it. And, sometimes and also saying it to others. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah, it's going very well. I like it. Yes, exactly. Changing your words from how was it, oh, it's hard, oh, it's terrible, oh, it's not good, to yes, it's great. Yes, we will be successful. Yes, we will work out. Yes, it's going well. Yes, using the words. In English, is the saying, fake it till you make it. But in psychology, we want to take it a step further where you really will focus on the part that's going well. Don't lie. But heighten the part that goes well. Just like, unfortunately, when people have anxiety or negative or depressed, things like that, they focus on what's not going well. Here we want to focus on what is going well. And the more yeah, you say, was, the more you, yeah, the more you'll succeed. Then I was thinking, is it healthy to go like along the whole life like that, like whatever you don't like seeing, you like and then liking it? Well, you see, if you're lying to yourself, that's not healthy. No. If you're I was lying to, to myself, I didn't like my job. Good, well, that's not true. There were things you did like. You were focusing on what you didn't. If you don't like something, your chances are you're not going to like it. What happened is very likely there's a lot you liked there. There were some points you didn't like, and you're focusing on what you didn't like. Correct me. I could be wrong. Uh, so when you were saying, so when you were saying um, good job, good job, you were doing a good job? Yes, I was doing a good job. What and if even you though there are parts that I didn't like, there were parts that were exhausting, parts that were hard, parts that were challenging. But I can focus and say, oh, yeah, I just worked so hard. I just worked five hours on this. Oh, my friends are, are out. My friends are doing this. And I'm still going, wow, you just put in five hours. You're determined. You're a person that's responsible. Wow, look at the end result. Look how great this is coming out. Oh, I get it. So the thing is that, I, is that it's not like you're just convincing yourself. You're just, you're just um, no. highlighting the... That's right. That's right. And highlighting the positive. That's what Rav Nissen discusses all the time. He just said it before about writing your positives every day, about thanking Hashem. You will appreciate more and more how much good and how great your life is. I did. I just saw two separate categories. I didn't know the same thing as you said to that girl. The same thing, same level. You got it. That's simple and so powerful and so profound. But yet when you ask someone to write down for two weeks their positives, they'll stop very quickly. Okay, I just thought it was a little different because the girl was saying that she, that even though she had like the same mark on her face, she's saying, I don't, I accept it. It's something else, I guess. Yeah, it was it's very different. That's why I'm saying it was very different. We don't have to go to hers, but you've taken out. Right, right, I got That's it. called okay. Bina, right? There's Chachma, Bina Das. Chachma's learning something. Bina's taking, extrapolating from that and using it somewhere else. You have Bina, and Das is when you get inspired from Hashem. So understand, you use Bina. You heard a response that we used from one person. You've tried it to yourself, and it worked. That's leadership. I really did. That, Thank you. Yes, and appreciate a strength. I'm highlighting another strength that you have. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, you're very welcome. Yeah. Okay, good night. Good night. Wonderful. Arv Nissen? A tap in the shoulder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. So we conclude this show? Yep. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everyone. 
and Hatzlacha. Looking forward to speaking to you or having you all next week. Yeah, Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. Thank you, all of us. Sure.